This is Together 24-7, episode 120. I have a great new idea for a new contest. I know you do. Tell me about it. Okay, so we want to promote you guys, our listeners, and we want to promote your business. So what do you win in this contest? You win a commercial on our podcast that'll be run for four straight Monday episodes. And it's really forever because like embarrassing pictures on Facebook, it's going to be forever like on a podcast. And you can enter in one of three ways. Way number one is to go to iTunes, rate and review us, take a screenshot of your rate and review, and email it to us. And the next way is either in iTunes or Google Play Music, subscribe to our podcast. And again, take a screenshot showing that you subscribe to it and email us. The email address is info, I-N-F-O, at together247.net. The third way to enter is to go to the website, www.together247.net, and sign up for our newsletter. So go ahead, enter the contest, and keep your fingers crossed, because we know somebody's going to be a winner each and every month. Good luck. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to Together 24-7. I am your co-host, Barry Cohen. Do you remember how to do this? Barely. We did recordings for another podcast uh, on vacation, so it's not like we've been podcast-free for two weeks. But I didn't do the intro. That's true. That's true. I, I'm Catherine I, Cohen. Right. I can barely way. say my name. <laughs> You said it on anyway. All right. So today we have Jan and Jeremy Strozer with the Good Enough Empire LLC. I love that name. It's <laughs> it's not the eh, we're okay. You know, it's not the um, you know the super duper really looper, but it is the Good Enough Empire, <laughs> and it's an LLC. I yeah. wonder if it's the DBA horseshoes. <laughs> DBA. <laughs> DBA horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> horseshoes and hand doing business is horseshoes and hand grenades. Okay, so we've got Jan, we've got Jeremy uh, out of Falls Church, Virginia. They have been in business for two years, married for thirteen. They have a five-year-old son. Now, this is really you know you know when when the wife has um, has written the bio because we've got two <laughs> substantial paragraphs here. Uh, for Jan, and you know we've got like couple of sentences. four sentences for Jeremy, <laughs> but but they're good sentences. They're impactful. They are impactful sentences. Except I have to ask a question on one of them, but we'll get to that first. Jan's up at the top, so we'll do her background a little bit more. Um, small, non-diverse towns in West Virginia and Ohio. So is that like <laughs> is that like a politically incorrect thing these days to live in non-diverse towns or grow up in in non-diversity? Um, I, I don't know if it if it is. I was a very politically incorrect child without realizing it. But I, I guess I just stated that way to to emphasize the fact that I didn't have a lot of different experiences either with different kind of people or foods or traveling or anything. You know, in in any way at growing up, it was just a lot of you know each day was the same. Which there's some comfort to that, but also nice to kind of have some different things in and out of your life that provide some excitement sometimes too. Nessie, I grew up in New York City. You, Barry, grew up in New York City. Your neighborhood was a little, quote, diverse, but everybody around 
your you and your parents were Jewish. Well, it was Staten Island. It's the Jews and the Italians. The Jews that's and the Italians. That's all it was growing that's, up. Right. And and I grew up and I went to private school. You know, I went to Catholic school. I shouldn't say private school because that makes me sound snooty. I, <laughs> I, I went to school with the nuns and just everybody feel bad for me. And But everybody in my neighborhood was like, everybody was Italian. You know, the, the five houses around. So I, I don't know that it's growing up in West Virginia and Ohio. I think at, at least years ago... And we have a lot of years on us, you and I. I think that a lot of places were non-diverse, even if it's a big city mm-hmm. like New York. Can so. we go back to that a lot of years behind us? <laughs> yeah, thing? a lot, a lot of years behind us. All right. <laughs> so you were influenced by your uh, Western Pennsylvania roots on your mother's side of the family. So that's yes. closer That's closer to the Ohio, Pittsburgh area. Correct. So Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh. Oh, yes. Yeah. Chipped, what, is, what is chipped ham? <laughs> Do you really want to know? <laughs> Oh, is that after, like, after that you know, statement, is that yes. like chipped beef only with ham? Like product, just, it, it's probably the fattiest and tastiest part of the ham, and the 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 delight of it is that it is just sliced so thin that it just falls apart. Uh-huh. And I don't know why that makes it taste better, but for some reason it does. Surface area, surface area. <laughs> that, all about surface area. There you, you are go. Absolutely <laughs> correct, Jeremy. So, no spice in your life until you found Jeremy. And, <laughs> Ch- and Jeremy, Jeff, that's, that's a lot of responsibility. And he's a spicy guy. He's a sp- Jeremy, the man with three sentences in his bio. That's right, but he's <laughs> spicy. Jeremy brings, and this is exactly what it says, folks, Jeremy added an element of stability and unpredictability. Which is it, Jan? <laughs> Which is it, stability or unpredictability? You know, I think this is the one time in my life that I actually did have it all because I think it is both. Um, it's stability because I know he's always there for me and kind of always has my back and will put up with some of my craziness. Um, but he also comes up with these great ideas that I wouldn't think ever think of um, that, you know, keep me on my toes. And, and I mean that in a good way. So I think it's, it's both. And the broader appreciation for food, which is, yes. which is always good, right. which is always good. Yeah. yeah. When I, when I found Jeremy, Jeremy, this is for you. When I found, when I found mine, and I found mine over here across the desk for me. Uh-huh. He thought iceberg lettuce was the be all and end all. So, you know, there's, <laughs> there's no that. There's nutritional value in that. I know. And, <laughs> and strangely, very good on a chip tam sandwich. <laughs> well, there you have it. Nice call that. <laughs> yeah, we have brought that full circle. All right. <laughs> So you, you know I'm on a mission now. You're gonna find chip ham. I I'm know. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> you're gonna find a recipe. I'm if I have to that. go to Western Pennsylvania, I'm gonna find. <laughs> you're it. gonna find that. And so this has all forced you to live in the moment, roll with the figurative and literal uh, kicks in the pants. Right. <laughs> and then and then you had a kid. So you know all this craziness and then a kid to boot. Um, you've got a lot of degrees, Jan. You have a degree uh, in sociology. Ridiculous. Which is administrative assistant job? Yeah, that's the. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. You need it's... you need more specific talents. So you got a degree in uh, master's in public administration. Yeah. You worked on national level products. Uh, um, you you worked you worked in the national level, uh, particularly tumultuous time um, on the research products and in public administration. What was that like? Um. Well, you know, it was my kind of my. I, my first real job. So I think it was exciting. I, I worked a lot with the Department of Education. Um, and, you know, it was a good way to get my feet wet. I worked on a publication that had been being produced for years and years and years. Um, so there was a good structure there. But, you know, to get to, to 
put some of my own touches on it. But, you know, as I say in the bio, I eventually kind of, I, I felt a little removed from actual people working at the national level. Uh, and after contemplating what to do with that for a while, you know, went on to get my second master's degree. Yeah, because I mean, sociology, that's a let's deal with people kind of degree. Right. And then public administration, that's, right. you know, that was let's, my, I don't know what to do with my life. Degree. <clears throat> let's deal with people kind of degree. It's, right, it's then, right there in the title. And then, right, and then uh, a, another graduate degree in social work or right. working socially. So you like working with people, um, and you uh, you did an internship in pediatric medical social work. Mm-hmm. You started, uh, um, you began working for a large community health center, and then you became a stay-at-home mom in May of 2011. And now Correct. your son is five years old. Right. And so two years ago, you and Jeremy decided to start the Good Enough Empire. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy, you're the creative guy. <laughs> yeah, a little you, bit. You stop war in any forms. This must be ki- – have you just given up on Facebook um, until <laughs> maybe December 1? Yeah. It would be a good idea to do that, yeah. Um, yeah, my, my goal is uh, not so much to influence U.S. policy, although ideally that would be nice too, but it's to try to prevent people from actually going to war because I, I feel as if a lot of the decisions made about going to war happen in ways that uh, people didn't actually take the full time to think that through. And if they had done so, they wouldn't have made the choices they made. And so it, I just feel like if I could help people make decisions better, hopefully better decisions would be made. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and to keep this episode evergreen, the episode sure. is uh, in uh, the fall of 2016. And if this it, is 50 the, years the, in the future, it's the Donald <laughs> Hillary right, campaign campaign issue thingy. So, exactly. if, if, so if we survive and, and civili- civilization <laughs> survives after the second week in November, that's right. Uh, so people will be listening to this in the future. So, so now you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, you love to improvise, speak, teach, invent, write, and play with Legos. Yes. All of those things, and honestly, the Legos are staring at me right now, and I'm thinking, well, if I could just do this and play with Legos at the same time, that would be really cool. So- <laughs> and there's a squirrel. Ooh. Exactly. <laughs> a lot That's of squirrels in this house. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I don't, know, I don't know how, I don't know why. It, it's, again, it's got to be the cold medicine, but the, an, an old Seinfeld episode just popped into my head with George Costanza, and that is all that I will say so that we don't get an adult content. Uh, Barry's looking oh, at me like... Oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> so we don't get an adult content rating, and, and we'll talk of this. There's a TV and a sandwich in That's there. That's right, there's okay, a TV and a sandwich in there. Got it. Yeah. What is a Govy? G-O-V-Y. What is a Govy? Govy. Uh, Govy, I used to okay. work in the U.S. government. Oh, right. so it's not a typo. Uh, it's not a typo. Um, that wasn't your calling. Uh, I don't know that that's anybody's calling. That's like actually alive and with a brain. Uh, and and now I've and now I've insulted half the audience, and they've turned us <laughs> off. Um, you started writing historical flash fiction. Yep. Um, you think that the writing is the way to go because it's the most fun. Well, you, you missed you missed part of it. Catherine. Well, I'm going back to it. But okay, go ahead. This is my part. See, it says C next to that question. I know we know, we have we have a system. You paid ten thousand dollars to patent an idea that would have killed its users. Again, refers back to um, a movie 
comedian, King Tut, Saturday Night Live. Steve Martin. Steve Martin, thank you. The Jerk. The, yes, the movie The Jerk. Yes, right. Exactly, where yeah. everybody got cross-eyed. And everybody got cross-eyed, that's yeah. the one. Um, <laughs> you've, you've attempted to invent things, uh, bring them to market at the same time you've focused on writing historical fiction. Uh, what is historical flash fiction? So what I do is I write short stories about true events, but I do it from the perspective of somebody living through that particular event. So it's fiction because I can't actually interview that person. They're most likely dead. And it's historical because all of the events actually happened. And since it's a short story, it's flash fiction because all of them you could read in the time it takes to finish a blog post or get off the john. <laughs> That's my type of reading. That's, yeah, absolutely. And Barry well, will and be... The, the reason I do it is because I read in the bathroom and I want to finish something <laughs> by the time I'm done. <laughs> so. And now we know way more about Jeremy, even though it's, it's <laughs> true for everyone in the world. I believe it is yeah. true for everyone in the world. Nobody talks about it. Nobody well, talks see, about see, my question is, is that where you do your writing also? It yeah. is. Uh, although, well, on occasion I'll, I'll write in there, but like morning pages type stuff, not my actual, you know, the stuff I share with the world. Some of your best thinking, though. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, all of the world's best thinking happens in the bathroom and in the shower. I'll bet you that's where you came up with the name of the company. (laughs) It's where we got all of our names. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Well, no, except together 24-7. All right. Tell me what the Good Enough Empire is. Now that we know a lot about your background Mm -hmm. and who you guys are, um, what is the Good Enough Empire? I know it's content creation and invention generation. Tell us more. Jan, you want to? Oh, go ahead. Okay. So uh, basically what we do is we have a blog that we run called Life is Comfy. And we talk about how to bring two people from very diverse, well, not diverse, but at least different backgrounds uh, together, California and uh, Southern California and a bit <coughs> Uh, two people who don't usually see eye to eye on a lot of things, and live life in a comfortable way. This includes uh, raising children, traveling, early retirement, all of that and above. And then beyond that, we also throw in my writing um, on my website, jeremystroser.com, where it's the historical flash fiction, and to include the three books I've put out and the fourth and fifth that I'm working on now. So it's a trilogy. Well, it was originally a trilogy, but there's a fourth coming to that. And then there's a fifth book coming out that is completely separate, but based on the same concepts. So it is a trilogy, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, the highly – there's, a t- there's uh, the highly something uh, wrongly described trilogy in the world or something like that. But the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a trilogy with five books in it. So there you have oh, it. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yes. And that is that is pretty wildly successful. So I, yeah. I wish you the Hitchhiker's success <laughs> oh. in your five-book trilogy. That is my dream. Right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's cool. <laughs> and what what is Invention Generation? What is the Invention Generation part of the ah, whole business? Yes. So... Uh, when I'm trying to sleep, I usually come up with ideas because my body doesn't want to actually go to sleep. And so I'm usually coming up with ideas that are quite awful. But on occasion, maybe one in a hundred, uh, it's an idea that actually is really useful. And so what we've been doing is working with designers and then uh, product manufacturers to try to put stuff out. Now, admittedly, like I said, the first one, I spent a lot of money getting a patent, went through, hooked up with a local university to try to build it. And somebody just happened to say, do you realize that that would cause cancer to anybody who used it? I said, oh, no. 
So I stopped. <laughs> so Oops. that wasn't the best one. Um, and then what lately we've been working on things that are uh, a lot easier to use, won't kill anybody in the process. And uh, hopefully it could come in handy in both the kitchen and barbecues and stuff um, over time once they're released. That is so cool. And, you know, for everybody out there that's watching, I don't think uh, The Prophet as much. That's an MSNBC show um, or CNBC show, one of those. But certainly Shark Tank and everything. How many of us out there in the listening audience watch Shark Tank and go, why the heck didn't I think of that? And there's yeah. Jeremy not falling asleep and uh, <laughs> he's thinking of that and thinking of exactly what you think you should be thinking of. And I'll Absolutely. tell you, being that I'm the cook in the house and I love to barbecue, I am looking forward to seeing what you're coming out with. <laughs> That's right. Sure. Yeah, be happy to share it. Very cool. Very cool. So tell us because you guys have been married now for 13 years, and you did the business. You started the business two years ago. Mm. Um, what made you come together and and do this and start this company and move forward with it? Uh, I think we were just both kind of looking for something we could work on together. Uh, we had, I guess Joshua was two and a half or three at the time, and um, as many parents of an early child, he was what we worked on together all the time, and we were just kind of looking for something separate than that. Jeremy had been doing his writing for uh, several years at that point. Um, and, and we talked a lot about, you know, uh, what, how our goals may be similar or different to our friends or other people in the community and, um, you know, how we weren't really striving to be the best or make the most money or um, have the nicest car or fanciest restaurants or anything like that, but we just wanted to be comfortable. And... Uh, really talking that through, we decided that, you know, there were probably other people in the world who felt like that too. And we'd kind of like to know who they are and what tricks they had done and how, you know, their lives were progressing. And so I think that's where the idea came from. And then it was just nice to have something that was kind of our own idea, our own project to work on together. And so, um, and so this developed and this, this whole project happened, but before this, I mean, based on the bios, I, I think Jeremy with his three sentence bio is the one. <laughs> <coughs> I am harping on that, Jan. I am. I, I'm really well, it's you so, wanted more. The funny thing is, is like it would typically be me who would say three sentences and Jeremy who would talk for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's not the it's it's not that, you know, one bio is really long and one bio is, right. you know, I, it, we don't have a minimum or maximum requirement on the bio. We just, you know, we'd like a little bit of a background so that we could find out personally about you, but I just think it's hysterical. Um, <laughs> you know, just, just the two sizes. Like if it was both small, great. If they were both big, great, but it's just right. hysterical. And anyway. it's so counter to what we're usually like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so who was, who was the entrepreneur in the past or were either of you? It's, it sounds like Jeremy, you were kind of with the inventions. Yeah. I think it, it was much more Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, I was in high school. I was selling candy all up and down. People knew if you needed Jolly Ranchers, Big Red Gum or Pixie Sticks, come to Jeremy Strozer and you can get them. Um, so I, I had always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit. And working in the government, they tried to kill it, but luckily it didn't die. And so coming out of the government, I, I kind of retapped into it. And 
building something with Jan was something I, I had wanted to do for a long time anyway. Obviously, having a child is building something, but <laughs> or more just creating the opportunity for something to grow rather than building it. But in I, I wanted to try to see if we could develop something together that we could work on together. Um, I'm a big fan of the idea that there's no such thing as work-life balance so much as work-life integration. And so I was trying to integrate my family with my career in order to do something I was passionate about and be able to work on every day and not consider it work. And so, Jan, for you, you know, the next question, as as you saw from the pre you know, the pre-questions that we sent, the moment you realized you could do this without ruining your relationship. But more, <laughs> more than that, I think I want to know, what was that like for you, um, someone who, you know, get a degree, do my degree, get a degree, do my degree. Um, as you said, it wasn't, it wasn't a very spiced life unless, uh, un- unless the ham has a lot of spice to it. But what was that like to have Jeremy come up to you and say, hey, honey, let's do this together and then let's make this the way we make our money? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't surprised at all that he said it. <laughs> it was maybe one of the less crazy things I've heard from him sometimes. Um, I, I mean, I think we were, we were true to who we were. He said it. He had the idea. He was ready to do it. I heard it. I needed a little bit of time to think about it, figure out, you know, was that realistic? You know, what exactly did that mean? And then I was on board. So, you know, I think it's interesting kind of looking back is that the the process of kind of getting the thing started was really true to who we are and the strengths that we both have that kind of make it work well together. So that leads right into division of labor. Who does what? Um, do you guys overlap and how do you check in on each other? So Jan does all of the pragmatic logistical and things that require details. <laughs> and I do all of the, Hey, this is a new idea. Should we try this? <laughs> <laughs> it's work. Um, and, and for, for checking in, we, I, well, we talk every day, uh, and not just about, you know, life and family, but about, this work as well and what some next steps to take and who we should be working with and all that. And then in terms of overlap, there really isn't a lot, uh, in terms of like editing blog posts and stuff, we'll share them with each other just to be like, Hey, you know, did I spell that right? But there isn't a lot of making, you know, both of us do the same thing because she excels in areas where I don't perform well. And I think in areas where she doesn't usually hang out. Cool. And I, I think that fits just from your bios that we yeah. write. I mean, Jan, you have that administrative background. Right. You may have hated the jobs, but I think right. the work itself you're good at. And right. I guess if you're working with people you like to work with, uh, it makes it much better. One, one would assume she likes to work with Jeremy. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yes, yes. Well, and it's easy. Jeremy works at home full time, so it's pretty easy to check in. We can yell down the stairs at each other something <laughs> romantic like that so well at least you're on different floors ours right. our offices are divided by a door that's yeah, it that's it <laughs> well there's a, have a lock though that's the question i don't think so hold on no there's is there a lock on there i don't think so there is no lock on the door we have confirmed okay. that there is no lock on the door <laughs> so so I, well the door opens in so you can't block the door and keep me locked in here that's right that's right 
But moving right along, tell us about your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement that you've had. And how did you work through it? Yeah, I think the uh, biggest one we had was when we were trying to reach out and get a co-founder. And we were kind of interviewing different people for that position because we wanted somebody to take over like day-to-day operations of one of the projects that we were doing and turn that into maybe a subsidiary. And that, that was a struggle because we couldn't quite find somebody to do that. And then when we did, it wasn't quite, you know, somebody who actually worked out. And it, it was a struggle for the two of us because we kept coming back to it and kept circling around and being like, so is this something we want to do? How are we doing this? Is, you know, um, just, Jan, would you describe it in a, well, in more detail maybe yeah. than I'm able to? Yeah, Where's the I conflict? Mean, I, I feel like, uh, I, I think the conflict, and I, and I don't mean that negatively necessarily, is that we both knew that this person wasn't working out but we took different approaches to resolving that. Um, or we came up with different approaches to resolving Yeah, so you want to talk about what you uh, were thinking? And so thinking. I, I feel like my approach was more like, well, why don't we talk to her and see what's going on? And maybe we just need to lay out a more specific plan, work plan with deadlines, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, and Jeremy, you, I'll let you say what yours was. <laughs> Just cut it off and kill it. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah. I, okay. So that's that's definitely so us, you and I, Bear. Yeah. So I'm, was, I'm like, was was this? You said a co-founder. So was was that an actual partner or is? Yeah. Okay. That was the intent. Yeah, we had given them some an equity stake, and we wanted them to play a significant role, and they just did not step up to that role. They seemed utterly incapable of doing so. And so my feeling was, hey, if you can't do the job, let's fire you and find somebody who can. And Jan, being a social worker and a people person, wanted to work with them and help them develop. And, you know, that I we came to an agreement eventually on that. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, we found some middle ground, which is, I think, what we typically end up doing. But, yeah. you know, even after a couple of weeks, my just innate, desire for efficiency drew me to Jeremy's side to just let her go <laughs> and just keep it all to yourselves. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, you, you could be mirroring exactly Catherine and myself. I mean, That's funny. we, we <laughs> have tried to partner with people many times in the past and <laughs> if they're not on the same wavelength as you, which most people are not, I mean, you guys are married, Catherine and I are married. So you, you have that, that nonverbal communication. Yeah. You don't have that with just a partner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we get that. We understand that. And, yeah, you just got to move on and keep it to yourselves. And I would exactly. say, yeah. and I would say sort of as a point of reference, don't, you know, guys out there listening thinking, oh, dud, um, if I've got to go into business just with my spouse and, and never have anybody else, that's really not it. I think once you develop the um, the personality of your business – you can then decide, well, do we want to bring in a partner with this or do we want to bring in, you know, an employee? And, and you know, maybe the employee has an equity stake or something. But I, I think especially with couples, you've really got to develop that personality of the business before you bring anybody else on. You know, develop the rules and the regulations. I, I think it's harder, at least in our experience, and it sounds like in your experience too, it's harder to develop 
the 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 culture, if you will, of a business with two people in one culture and one person in another culture versus, you know, okay, let's develop the culture first and then let's bring somebody on that fits our culture. So yes. I think you guys but, did well. Yeah, right. and I think that's exactly right because we were at a point then where we were focusing on all of our ideas. And so that was really hard. <laughs> and it really gave us the kind of kick we needed to kind of focus in on one or two of our ideas to pursue. So. And that that's actually leads to one of the ways Jan and I work well together is I will have 100 ideas going on at the same time and achieve absolutely none of them where she could focus on maybe three and get a lot done. <laughs> so, you know, it, it just balances out. And so when we got rid of that, um, the co-founder, we also narrowed our focus and it allowed me to put a lot of energy into actually getting something done as opposed to just coming up with new ideas and allowed her to realign the kind of spread out focus so that it was just in the areas where we thought we could be most effective. Well, that's and awesome. I think that we enjoyed the most. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always good to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, and, and you know, with being the creative one, Jeremy, that's hard for I know because Catherine's the creative one in our relationship, and okay. she has a hard time focusing on one project or one thing, get it done, and move on to the next. You're probably the same way, where you just have so many things going on with your in your head. You start <laughs> oh, one thing, and then the other idea comes, so you let that go, and you go to the next one. So. Yeah. Uh, is that roughly how it is with you guys? That is exactly <laughs> how it is. <laughs> so, so Jeremy, I got to share this with you. Um, I know in Virginia, because we grew up in New York, um, and over most of the country, our squirrels are gray to grayish black. <laughs> yeah. And when we were visiting uh, St. Petersburg, when we were in Russia, they actually have reddish-brown squirrels. Can you oh, imagine? Really? <laughs> Not only is it a squirrel for us, but it's a totally different squirrel. So that's appealing. I, I would then go and watch those. That's uh, it. <laughs> I, I have to interject and go off on a tangent because this is a very funny thing. When we were on a tour um, someplace in St. Petersburg, I don't, I, summer residence or something like that, our tour guide is talking and all of a sudden he goes, oh, a squirrel. <laughs> and there was a squirrel. And there was, but they're reddish brown. It's a whole different squirrel for us, Jeremy. Can you, you imagine? Yes. Oh my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to topic. Back on topic, sure. <laughs> so now, now that we've discussed uh, disagreements, tell me some of the joys you guys experience being together twenty four seven. The fact that we get to eat lunch together, I think, is fantastic. <laughs> More, most days, so we could just sit down and talk in the middle of the day and check in. <laughs> Um, whatever's going on in life, whether it's work related or, you know, kid related or something else, you know, just having that time, I think has a lot of value. I would agree the time, having the, the time, but I would also add that it's nice to have something to talk about that isn't, um, I guess, relationship yeah. or family <laughs> or, um, you know, what are we doing on Saturday or what's for dinner? You know, like, did you mail that out today? It's nice to have something that's different from the everyday business of family life to talk about too. And when you get to talk about work, you can both empathize with each other because it's the same work. Right. Yes. It's not, oh, yeah. this person in the office did this and that yeah. one. She not was so talk much gossipy yeah, she, coworkers. She was stuff like that. Well, no. do, you, do you have a water cooler in your house for you to just go there <laughs> and start talking? The <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> and I just don't complain about my coworkers anymore. <laughs> you can't. No, I know. Yeah, I actually have to go to a different job to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, do you guys do anything to separate your business time from your family time? I don't know that we have so much yet. I mean, it hasn't. Uh, I don't think we felt the need to yet. At this point, I mean, in some ways we do because we usually only talk about our business stuff when our son is at school. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of a separation, but I don't know that that's intentional so much as that's just when we have time. But Yeah. And we do all of our work during the day, again, when he's at school. And then when he comes home, it's all family <laughs> until he goes to sleep. So, uh, yeah, we don't intentionally separate, but it just naturally separates itself. Well, I like the fact that because you work when he's at school, it's kind of forcing you to a shorter work day to enjoy your, right. your personal time the rest of your life and mm -hmm. not focusing on work all the time. That right. was one of my goals with this whole thing is I want to have that time with my kids. And having a normal nine to five job, you just don't get that as much. And so I, I wanted to get away from having somebody else obligate my time for me. I think that's why we all do it. When you said regular nine to five job, I got this shiver down my spine. <laughs> like, oh. Exactly. Yeah. Don't want it ever again. <laughs> and what business books are you guys reading right now? Hmm. I don't know that we're reading any. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's rephrase. I'm reading. Uh, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't read one yet. You're not reading one. Yet. Well, allow me to rephrase because that's a question that I typically do. And yeah, I don't know why you pointed to me. Because you looked like you were going to say something. Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're sick. It's okay. okay. Um, are there any business books that you have read that have influenced the way you do business that you would want to recommend to our listeners? Hmm. So I, I don't know if it counts as a business book, but I'll, I'll use this as such, is uh, Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Workweek. Oh, that is a business book. Yeah. Okay, great. I thought okay. I thought you were going to say my business book. Everything I learned, everything I needed to know, I learned from Star Trek. There you go. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so yeah, we we include we infuse a lot of that into what we do, um, particularly in terms of efficiencies. And we've explored working with virtual assistants to do like the the legwork stuff that just would take way too long for us to do, and then. Also, just coming out with products that we can get out quickly so that hopefully we can get something from them in order to build something more robust in the future rather than trying to focus on, you know, getting it exactly right right now. So I, I got a lot of that from that. And then, you know, Tony Robbins uh, books, not, again, just business, but a lot of psychology, personal uh, development type stuff in order to how to perceive what you're doing and how to work through difficult times or difficult situations. Um, you know, it's not exclusive to business, but I think it's very much inclusive of all the things I've experienced in business. Awesome. And uh, a lot of our guests have, have done the Tim Ferriss books um, mm -hmm. for our work week is one of those books that it's not an old book, but it's already a classic. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So that's, that's pretty cool. And now, if you can give our listeners just one piece of advice, what would it be? I say that like it's a, the newlywed game <laughs> question or something. You want to go first? Sure. Um, I would say that the best piece of advice that we've kind of come to is to respect 
each other's approaches to things. Uh, you know, Jeremy and I talk about this all the time, but we have such different approaches to projects and problems and successes and planning and all those different pieces of it. But they are both needed for us to be successful. And so while it's sometimes easy to get frustrated or put off by that, those differences in approaches, it always comes to the end and we needed both pieces. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's it's smart that you said that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's true too. It's <laughs> Well, 13 years. They've they've had some, they've had some practice with that. Yeah. <laughs> they've had some practice with that. Yeah. All right. So, um next up is the food round. Yay food. Nice. Yay food. We are all about food. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, we've got to know you. We've got to know your business. And now we want to know what you eat. Guys, what is your um, – well, I'm just looking. If five years old, um, is your son kind of in the kitchen with you yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He loves to cook. It is really it's, – it's almost funny how much he loves to cook. <laughs> it's awesome. I love yeah. that he is so enthused about it. So, yeah, he's chopping. He's cooking. He's sautéing. Yeah, I mean he's doing everything. I, you know, if he chose he's to putting, grow up to be a cook, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. He's putting cinnamon in everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how cute. And your blood sugar levels are going to be even. That's right. Yeah. That's really good. And cinnamon cinnamon is one of those things that, again, another Seinfeld re- uh, reference. <laughs> what kind of babka? What is in that babka? Oh, yeah. cinnamon. The cinnamon I can babka. tell you, cinnamon tastes pretty good in chili, but it tastes horrible on asparagus. This is <laughs> so far what I've learned. All right. Well, you live and you learn. So, right. guys, what is your favorite meal to cook together? Or what is your favorite meal in your favorite restaurant? Well, the favorite restaurant, I think, is pretty easy. Um, so we'll start with that one. Jan, do you want to share it? Is it Sapori? Of course. Yes. So there's a, a, an Italian restaurant in Chicago that we love called Sapori Trattoria. And it is, for me, the best lasagna I've ever tasted in my life. Um, so that, that would be, I think, just a big noodly saucy meal at a restaurant is probably our favorite meal out mm-hmm. and what do you think's our favorite to cook together uh mexican food with guacamole uh, yeah. maybe that's just me no i think that's a good one because everybody yeah. likes to help make the different things and exactly. everybody likes to eat it so yeah <laughs> so yeah so and guacamole is is a good starter food for kids i think uh to to cook yeah. Because you don't really it smushes easy. It smushes easily, yeah. and if and if parents do the prep work, yeah, there's so many now. If you if you watch like the Food Channel and the Cooking Channel and all that stuff, there are so many shows now with with kids doing these meals. That it's scary Lord, when the knives are bigger than the kids. <laughs> Lord knows I couldn't cook that. Well, I could. Yeah. I just choose not to. That's yeah. that's my thing. Yeah, and, and I mean we get both ends of it. We get you know the dinners that he helps make and. We put them out on the table, and it's like the best thing he's ever eaten in his whole world. And then we get the dinners he's helped make, and we put them on the table, and he looks at it, and he goes, that's gross. Oh, how funny. And it's, it's kind of like, well, you just cooked it, so, you know. So. Well, that's – You never know. Well, that's good that I, – I think that that's good that he can 
recognize in himself right. um, without beating himself up, you know, kind of recognizing right. him himself. Well, you know, maybe this wasn't my best effort and let right. me try again. This one didn't work out. Rather right. than, oh, this is so amazing, right. you know, and oh, yes, here you go, honey. Here's a trophy for you. Anyway, yeah. that's that's a personal thing. So that's, last no, question. I agree, you know, and sometimes things don't work out. That's, that's right. just how life is. So that, it's Good life lessons, great life lessons. Last question, and please don't involve your son in this one. Red, <laughs> white, or beer? Red, white. Red. Red? I'm going to go with red also. Red wine drinkers. Yes. yes. All right. <laughs> so, uh, it goes with the Italian food. It goes with the it Italian does. food. Right. Especially does. a yeah. saucy lasagna. I mean, mm-hmm. they say you can eat, you could drink anything with anything these days, but mm-hmm. I still saucy don't. Saucy lasagna is going to be a good cab. Yeah, it's going to be a good cab, I think. <laughs> just, just my thought. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to do the pet peeve of the day. Woohoo! Hey, everybody. I wanted to tell you about our printer. You know, Tim Schoenfelter is not an ordinary guy. And printing specialists, well, they're certainly not an ordinary printer. They are a problem-solving printer. Printing specialists strives for innovative ways to market your business. You know, they're more than just business cards. They have many items that will help you stand out from your competition. Much more than just giving you a flyer. Printing specialists can create an entire marketing plan for your business. So give Tim Schoenfelter a call at 480-968-6258. That's 480-968-6258. No matter where you are, let printing specialists wow your business. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And we're back. Catherine, it's time for the pet peeve of the day. It is. It is. And both Jan and Jeremy have a pet peeve. Jeremy, you go for it. Jeremy's is more of a a business-like pet peeve, which... It can be, I think every pet peeve is our pet peeve. I do. Yeah. And um, it is something that bothers us, although we did discover that we do have a pet peeve that somebody mentioned on a previous show. Anyway, um, Jeremy has a more business-like pet peeve, and Jan has a more um, everyday life pet peeve. So, Jeremy, why don't you go first on this one? Certainly. Uh, my pet peeve is when I come up with an idea and somebody tells me it's impossible and they didn't even take a moment to think about it. They're just like, nope, that can't be done. And I just hate when somebody just completely dismisses an idea. At least let's think about it. Let's process it through because chances are if we thought about it, we could figure out how to do it. As long as it doesn't cure can- uh, cause cancer. Cause cancer. Yeah, cure cancer <laughs> yeah. would be good. Well, cure I cancer out how to do it. It can implement that one thing. Right. You know? it, it can be done. <laughs> The 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 yeah. item can be created. You just exactly. don't want to use it. So you just wouldn't want it. Yeah, that's it. So anything can be done. Absolutely. And Jan, what's your pet peeve? 
So mine, for a very long time in my life, was people who would get to the end of an escalator and stop and not move. Um, but when my son started doing that, I felt a little weird about, you know, putting all my evil pet peeve stares at him. So I think I have come up now that I really get annoyed when people leave their turn signals on in their car when they're driving on the freeway. They change lanes and then they forget to turn it off. And that kind of situation. It's called age. It's called it's <laughs> called around the world to the right. But now, Jan, let me ask you something, because uh, the escalator thing especially the, not the escalator, but the moving, the the moving sidewalks at uh-huh. the airport. Uh-huh. Um, when, be, before your son started walking and, and started be, to become fascinated with the fact that the sidewalk or the steps <laughs> went away, your son, who is five years old, let me repeat, yeah. um, how old were the people that would stop at the end of the escalator or the end of the moving sidewalk that would annoy uh-huh. you? Right. I mean, they were adults. It wasn't necessarily elderly people. It was, but it was adults, not children. I don't recall focusing on children at the time. (laughs) And there it is. So it can still be a pet peeve, ladies and gentlemen. And she's (laughs) not wrong in that. Oh, I can have two now. Great. That's right. You've got two pet peeves. So guys, Jan, Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Your company is the Good Enough Empire. You are out of Falls Church, Virginia. Lifeiscomfy.com is a blog about putting together two very different personalities and just doing life and making it work. Right. Making it work is the... Making it work. Yeah. Right. You it know, work. that yeah. is... And JeremyStrozer.com. I love history, and I think the historical flash fiction is going to be fun for me to read. You've got a couple of books, Jeremy. We're going to have those on the show notes pages as well. Um, it doesn't all have to be about business. We all need to rest and relax and, uh, and have some downtime. And I think historical flash fiction, for me anyway, I don't know. Are you like a big history? Because you and I are both big sci-fi fans. But are you a big history buff? If it's short toilet reading, yes. Okay. If it's short toilet <laughs> well, there reading. there you go. Big, and, and that's what Jeremy's writing. So, guys, yes. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. All of this contact information will be on the show notes page. And to our listeners, we're going to see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.